millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling. Temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Divine. Hi, it's me, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Divine, and we are back with another very special division preview. We're previewing the Atlantic Division today, and I'm here, of course, with my friend, my co-host, my everything, <laughs> Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. Um, I'm actually near the Pacific Ocean right now. As a fuck you to the Atlantic Division. I came I came on a little strong actually midway through that sentence. Uh, but I'm in I'm in San Diego, Clipper Country. Is that I guess it is it's former Clipper Country, right? Look, I mean maybe they were only there for a couple years with a super racist owner. Oh no, they didn't have a super racist owner yet. Uh, until 82. So, four four years of blissful Clipper basketball with a slightly less racist owner and then a really racist owner who moved the team to L.A. So, you still see Clipper jerseys just everywhere. My favorite thing about uh, the old Clippers, the San Diego Clippers, is when they signed uh-huh. Wilt Chamberlain and then he wouldn't play for them and then coached a volleyball team instead. That was pretty incredible. Um, they had 
Bill Walton, who was disastrous and possibly made the move to Los Angeles. Uh, World be free. Just a lot of great guys. And then they kept, um, they drafted uh, near Hall of Famers like over and over again and then just got rid of them because they didn't, like the plan didn't work. So it was like Adrian Dantley, Terry Cummings, and Tom Chambers, I think maybe even in consecutive years. Mm-hmm. And like three years later, all of them were gone. Yeah. And it's like, it's Benoit Benjamin's team now. Here's what Norm we'll do. Nixon. Norm have... Nixon, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, just like, you look at all, like, it's amazing when you look at the list of all the guys from the 80s that are like, you know, near Hall of Fame level or like the best guys who never made an all-star team. So many of them were just like immediately given up on by the Clippers. <laughs> Um, all right, but before we get to our Atlantic Division preview, uh, some business up top. Uh, email us at roundrockpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at roundrockpod. And, um, yeah, we want to hear from you, our loyal listeners. And also, please, please, please give us five stars on iTunes or whatever podcast service you listen to. It helps, apparently. I don't, we don't know if it actually helps, but that's what other podcasts say. And we are nothing but followers here at Round Ball Rock. Um, all right, should we get to our reader mail, Sean? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let me. Um, I will read this right now. It is from listener Adam Torrey. Uh, he says, I am, I'm having an issue where my NBA infatuation is at an all-time high. Oh, but NBA yeah, news, dude. Yeah, but NBA news is at an all-time low. I spent most of last week wondering how Nate Duncan's wedding was going to go. Will he talk about his wife as frequently now that she isn't his fiance? Was Danny invited? I heard some exchanges that led me to believe he wasn't in the wedding party or possibly not going to be in attendance. Seems pretty awkward. When will real NBA news pick up again? Should I start following 2K Esports? Oh, shit. That's a lot of questions. Um, <laughs> First off... We're going to get an angry email from Nate Duncan eventually, I think. Uh, But we should answer these questions anyway. Uh, I'm going to say no. He's not going to talk about his fiance as much now that she's his wife. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing. Like, Dunked On is all about uh, nebulous contract situations. Whereas, you know, once you you lock up the fiance to a long-term deal, it's not as exciting. No more bites at the apple. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the ultimate. It's the it's the ultimate buying the apple. That um, that powder is not only no longer dry, but also uh, half of it belongs to her now. Yes, and uh, I believe what's been happening is uh, Danny's hosting Dunked on Solo while Nate's on his honeymoon. Is I that right? I believe that's the case. I'm sure Danny was at the wedding. That yeah, I don't absolutely. know. I'm sure was, Danny was there. I don't. I, I don't believe he was in the wedding party. But also, after some initial shock, it was like, yeah, probably your coworkers are not going to make the cut for, for you know, like, your ushers. Although, look, I want to make this very clear. If and when I ever get married, Sean is 100% going to be in my wedding party. Yes. So don't worry, listeners. Round so... Ball Rock actually, we, we like each other. I don't know about I can't yeah, speak sure. for Dunked On. We're actually friends. Yeah, and uh, Joey would be in my wedding party too, uh, you know, if if it ever happens. Yeah. You know, if mean, we ever find knows? love. Um, 
but also there was a there was a gamer on the cover of ESPN the magazine this week. Ooh, which Ninja? one? Ninja. Oh, Ninja's popular. He's a Fortnite guy. Ah. He plays Fortnite with Drake. So is for Fortnite is now sports? Is that right? I don't think so. Uh, but I am looking forward to, uh, in our next presidential election, whatever shitty, shitty Democrat we end up with going like, why don't you Fortnite to the polls? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we did have yeah, some Cory Booker. Cory Booker It'll will be, be Corey like Booker. playing Fortnite with Ninja, uh, while re- also, yeah. like... Uh, taking like the NRA's money or whatever. Yeah, it'll be like, yeah, the the Republicans just want to camp out and snipe at your your benefits and your Medicare. But Corey we, we be here at the there. Democratic Party believe in building. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, hey, Democrats, uh, get your shit together. Stop playing Fortnite. <laughs> um. Speed. You too, Carl Anthony Towns. Um. The uh, real NBA news, yeah. though. We should talk. We should answer that part of the question, uh, Adam. I believe it's going to pick up this week, and yeah. that should walk us into the news. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, Sean, let's talk about the news. This is round ball rock news, basketball news for humans and robots. Trust the process. top story as always anytime we can make a joke about tony parker being a fucking asshole uh-huh. uh we do it so our top story is brent barry works for the spurs now uh-huh. which is bad news for our televisions <laughs> because it means more reggie miller <laughs> reggie miller not being considered for front office positions um but yeah brent barry waited all of like a month for tony parker to be gone from the spurs before he went back to the spurs don't you kind of wonder if like he was waiting for the last of tony parker's shit to be like packed up and mailed to charlotte 100 percent. there was still like. like yeah i think there's a pair of his shoes it still smells like a frenchman in here <laughs> uh yeah so that seems like a pretty good job for Brent Barry, vice president of basketball operations. Uh, that's like that's like a work in the front office for a couple of years and then take over as the GM. Yeah, and what I really like about it is uh, our friends at Fast Break Breakfast now, uh, a high-ranking official of the Spurs owns one of their T-shirts. That's fantastic. He's worn it on television. So a, a highly placed source in yes. the Spurs organization. Uh, which is pretty amazing. Good job, Keith and the guys at Fast Break Breakfast. Yeah. Can is there a spot? Um... Tony Parker is in Charlotte, which also leads us into our next story. This is very, very. This is like almost as if we have our shit together, Sean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Charlotte, Michael Jordan donated two million dollars to hurricane relief. Do you want to say your two jokes here? Yes, uh, Tropical Storms by Shoes 2 mm-hmm. was his motivation. And uh, he also berated Hurricane Florence on a practice course and called it a pussy-ass monsoon. So I feel like that's one reason that Hurricane Florence, in a way, was a little disappointing in terms of the destruction. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying it didn't live up to its potential. 
Um, anyway, uh, donate to Hurricane Relief, because I'm sure we're going to have 50 more of them based on global warming. It's real, people. Yeah. All right, next. Also, oh, the other thing I wanted to mention is that Eva Longoria is now married to uh, a super rich and successful man who owns Latin America's largest media company, and Tony Parker lives in Charlotte and is working for Michael Jordan. He's going to so... fuck so many co-eds, though. We <laughs> talked about that. <laughs> that is true. Um... The next story I would be remiss to mention, by the way, it's not on our rundown, is uh, sports writer Lee Jenkins works for the Clippers. Oh, yes. Now. <laughs> What's his job? Identity? I don't know. They're like, we want him to tell stories about our players. Do you remember, Sean, do you remember Shingy AOL's? Uh, oh, I do. Uh <laughs> Shingy will be the... I think he's a futurist. Is that technically yeah, Shingy's role? Shingy, Shingy he's a... He's a dot-com con man. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, it sort of seems like the Clippers and Steve Ballmer hired Lee Jenkins to be basketball shingy. Yeah, I I think that's correct. Uh, he seems like – it's just weird. Like – I don't is, understand is what he the doing job PR? is. Like, like, yeah, I don't understand how that's a job for an NBA team. Um, but also, uh, I mean, our condolences to the athletic who was pursuing him pretty hard (laughs) and, uh, he's actually going to make his official announcement on the writer's tribune Mm -hmm. and, uh, LeBron James is going to write that article. So congratulations. (laughs) Uh, but seriously, good for Lee Jenkins, whatever. All right. Uh, yeah, man, he got paid. Finally, let's talk about our real basketball news. Let's talk about our real top story. Adam, this is what I'm talking about when I think basketball news is picking up right now uh-huh. uh jimmy butler it looks like he's uh about to ask for a trade out of minnesota correct uh yeah he's really he seems unhappy also the timing of this is a little weird um so i guess, i guess the story is jimmy butler is not happy in minnesota and then uh also carl anthony towns will not sign his rookie extension which mm-hmm. is essentially just a no-brainer to sign right i would say um i just can't see him like going to restricted free anyway uh i mean he's getting a max so they don't like each other it seems like is that a is that well, a, a ridiculous speaking state? speaking of ninja and Fortnite, didn't it come out earlier this offseason that jimmy butler was mad at carl anthony towns because he stays up too late playing Fortnite? That was the main complaint I heard. And also, uh, he did not play on the 2013 Chicago Bulls, which was oh, also right. a problem. Yeah, yeah, that's a problem for Jimmy Butler, too. Um, it really seems like Jimmy Butler is like a 65-year-old sports writer in the body of a 28-year-old prime basketball player, correct? Yeah, yeah, like like going to country music show. I mean, I guess that's not necessarily cranky but it's still weird no but i bet Um, if somebody played him bruce springsteen he would think he was bruce springsteen was the greatest songwriter of all time mm -hmm. and only talk about bruce springsteen constantly (laughs) uh just like every single sports writer over the age of 35 yeah also the reason why chris christie is 100 percent going to become a sports talk radio host because (laughs) his, his love of bruce springsteen means it's inevitable um, so, Tibbs is flying to California to meet with Butler today, 
and me and of course Jimmy Butler is mad at the media. Yeah, because they they mischaracterized what happened. Because well, let me, let's read his read quote, the quote, Sean. His tweet. Uh, exactly why people need to stop believing what you see on the internet. I didn't have no damn meaning today. It's tomorrow. I wonder what else people write and people believe. Hmm. Being, so it's like being mad about like getting the date wrong about a tweet about a meeting is some extremely fucked up like Trump level shit. Yeah. Well also it means he's really embarrassed about the story. That's that's what that means is that he is grasping at the smallest possible straw because he's not saying anything like oh I'm happy with Minnesota or like this meeting's not a big deal. He's just you know attacking the speculation of like oh okay Jimmy Butler was and also, uh, it kind of sounds like the reason the meeting was later is because Jimmy Butler was unavailable. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so it's like you forced that story to become untrue. If we're learning anything uh, this week about Jimmy Butler, it's that uh, Rajon Rondo's My Vets poem was uh, 100% correct. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like Rondo is now. Uh, a valued teammate, a playoff superstar. Also an asshole who we hate. Let's make that very he's clear. He's a total asshole to the Mavericks, but also has not really forced himself out of town anywhere except, well, I guess Dallas. Dallas, he in the middle of a playoff, a playoff game. <laughs> That's worse. That's worse. Uh, but also, uh, I'm, I'm also going to say that Carl Anthony Towns is in the wrong here. Because... Uh, he hasn't really done anything. He's I... good. He's just like the main thing he did was get drafted number one. I don't think that's Towns's fault, though. Frankly, uh, I think that is Minnesota's fault, where uh, where uh, talented big men go to get depressed and die. I mean, yeah, that it doesn't seem like it's a great environment, but also he he seems like he's like. Maybe not giving the most effort on defense all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I would say it, I would say that fair as I can. Fair. Just because I do think it's you can be a point guard who's terrible defensively and not hurt your team as much as a big man who seems to kind of get cooked. Now, granted, he seemed like he was also better last year, and you would think that uh, playing with Jimmy Butler would be good for him. And, like, that he'd be excited about having made the playoffs, but uh, does not seem to be the case. I do want to make something clear, though. Uh, we are not cops, and staying up late playing Fortnite is totally fine, Carl Anthony Towns. You do you. I'm just – I'm wondering if, like, is Jimmy Butler being a jerk, or is it, like, to the point where Carl Anthony Towns is, like, sleepy at practice? I mean, I we're talking about practice. I don't really care about practice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm with Allen Iverson <laughs> on the practice uh, part of the whole thing. I, I mean, he's, it's not like he's ever out of shape. I think he maybe was kind of out of shape, but I, but maybe not. Maybe not. I don't uh, know. If you're a fan of the Minnesota Timberwolves, yeah, let us know. Uh, let us know what you think about this whole situation. I'm pro towns, frankly here and anti uh cops which it seems like 
there's a lot of cops in Minnesota. Is all I'm saying. Uh, uh, trying to isn't... trying to get down da- get down on Carl Anthony Towns and also making people promise that they're gonna work hard. Um, yeah, but again, I hated that. But also, I'm wondering, like. Maybe Andrew Wiggins is not always giving. I mean, it's really fucked up for an old white guy to be like, before you sign this contract, you have to promise to try. But also, uh, Andrew Wiggins kind of sucks. So, sure. Yeah. Like, anyway. But anyway, uh, we're going to get a Jimmy Butler trade here pretty soon, I think. Right? Is there any other way it's going to end? It's It's got to just be a Jimmy Butler trade. I mean, Tibbs is, like, frustrating like and um stubborn as fuck so this uh-huh. might go all the way into the this might end up being like a Kawhi kind of thing where it takes all year but either well, way like, this is going to be a lot of news who's who's going to trade for him do you think i mean i'm not even really clear what minnesota's like looking for in return you i know? mean you know who should trade for him is uh the portland trailblazers should trade oh, for him oh hell yeah yeah, and uh, then you, you – I mean, if you're talking about a team that uh, does not seem to have any interpersonal issues and, like, has a pretty defined uh, pecking – like, like if, if Jimmy Butler can't get along with Damian Lillard uh, – That's a problem. Yeah, that's really a problem. Like, like, I feel like Dwight Howard could thrive in Portland. I agree. All right, let's move on. Um, okay. Dwayne Wade's back with the Heat. We you heard it here first on Rumble Rock that this was gonna happen, uh, and just like Jimmy Butler, let's just remind you that Dwayne Wade was the other uh, shade at in the My Vets poem. <laughs> we here at Rumble Rock always see Dwayne Wade as a Chicago Bull. So it, again, it's weird to see him in a Heat jersey, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess he's got to play out his career. One last to get ride. The seventh seed. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> One. Uh, this has got to be his last year, right? He said it was. This is he's oh, doing wow. a retire. He's doing the Paul Pierce retirement tour. I'm like, what gifts do you get for Dwayne Wade? I don't think that's gonna banana happen. boats. Nobody gave Paul Pierce gifts. I don't think yeah. they're gonna give. I mean, <laughs> look. Dwayne Wade uh, retiring on the Heat is he is more loved than Paul Pierce for sure. Retiring as a Clipper, yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. At least at least he'll have like home fans that care about him, whereas the Clippers were like, get this guy out of here. (laughs) (laughs) All the teammates hate each other. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's get to the preview though. The Atlantic Division. Uh, you've been doing a thing where you compare each division to a cast member of Friends. I yeah, mean, sorry, a character from Friends. That's true. Yeah, there's six divisions. There's six friends. It just works. So uh, which friend is the Atlantic Division? Uh, the Atlantic Division is Ross Geller, David Schwimmer's oh, character The worst friends. one. <laughs> the worst friend. Yeah, because he's, uh, he's a dinosaur scientist, and this division has raptors. Uh, there's a lot of tension between... Boston and Philly. Oh, will, will they? they won't or, they? Yeah, just kiss already. Um, like Boston Celtics coach Brad Stevens, uh, Ross is clearly an incel, and yet has a bunch of children somehow. So that's another a confusing part of the Friends mythology and also uh, the Atlantic Division mythology. 
Uh, Ross is also a fail son. He's mm-hmm. a, a disappointment to his father, Elliot Gould. Uh, he also has an embarrassing musical past, which is very similar to Cablevision heir and Nick's owner, James Dolan. Mm. Did Ross ever write a song about how uh, he didn't know about all the rapes Joey Tribbiani was doing? Um, you know, he, it, he was kind of unaware. I, I think he might've written a song about like his wife cheating on him without him knowing it, but okay. And not really. Cool. The same very cool. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get oh, to wait, the... the ugly naked guy is Draymond's Snapchat. Just, just for the completeness of this. Okay. Great. <laughs> um, let's get to our first team, the Boston Celtics. Last year, they went 55-27. and 27. They lost the Eastern Conference Finals at home 4-3. Uh, they beat Philly 4-1 and Milwaukee 4-3. I cannot believe that Milwaukee series went seven <laughs> games thinking about it now. Yeah. Uh, they were 18th in offense and first in defense. Their division odds are 4-5. to five. Um, And their over-under is 57 and a half. Uh, They said goodbye to Greg the Moose Monroe, Hall of Fame son Shane Larkin, Kadeem Allen, Rodney Purvis, and Rodney Purvis, uh, never nervous Rodney Purvis. (laughs) Um, They re-signed Marcus Smart, Aaron Baines. Incoming, they have Robert Williams, the rookie who has the worst start to a career I can imagine. Mm. Uh, he lost, he was late to summer league. To yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and overslept, over, overslept. Uh, his welcoming, his conference welcoming call. press yeah. conference call. Uh, the story about him being late for summer league was that he had lost his wallet twice in two days. Great uh, start, great start. I feel like I feel like when they talk about how you know, like a rookie gets into the NBA and other other big men are going to take their lunch money. Mm-hmm. People are going to literally take his per DM from him and like trick him. Like, <laughs> like he's he's actually going to be like bullied off the court and 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 just scammed out of stuff. Uh, they also signed EuroLeague point guard Brad Wanamaker. Ooh, and uh, oh, this... PJ Dozier. Who yeah. wore th- number thirty-five in Oklahoma City last year? Yeah, he did it. He did it the year before too. He was the next Kevin Durant. Very cool, Oklahoma City. Um, so my first question for you, Sean, is: uh, Will the TD Garden break Ben Simmons like it has so many other NBA stars? I mean, the, the TD Garden has so much history. Look, they call <laughs> they call. The Madison Square Garden, the Mecca, but uh-huh. everyone knows TD Garden is basketball heaven. Yeah, it's it's at worst the Medina of basketball, the the birthplace of the prophet, mm-hmm. uh, and it's really hard to win a road playoff game at Boston Garden because of those amazing fans and their clever heckles. Except yeah, their chance, except for last year's Game Seven, and then. That game six where LeBron beat him when he was on the Heat, mm-hmm. and um, oh, and the game the Cavs beat them in Boston last year too. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about the year before? Oh yeah, and then they got beat by like forty points by the by other teams there. So yeah, they're but but otherwise they've been they've been fearsome. 
Um, they're really good at yelling at black people in yeah, Boston. Yeah, most places the fans are the sixth man, but in Boston the fans really are, like, the third man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the players that really succeed there understand that the fans are the third man. They got to get their share of stuff, uh, that they can take the players to a higher place. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do coordinated chanting. It's truly incredible. Yeah. Uh, and now they've been going after Ben Simmons. Yeah, because he and can't it's... shoot. Very, yeah. very um, – I don't know if you know this, Sean, but, like, no one has ever said that Ben Simmons can't shoot before. Yeah. Oh, it's such a burn. Yeah, it's and crazy. Sometimes and I, sometimes I call him a coward if he doesn't take a three-pointer. Wow. Fuck, dude. I don't know yeah. how – like if if I had to do comedy there and people were saying that, like I would uh-huh. just retire. Yeah, I I just wouldn't go because I I like I value myself enough not to get destroyed. Um. Next question. It's a sad one. Uh, Marcus Smart's mother died yesterday. He wrote a really nice tribute to her too. Yeah, we're um, you know, we make fun of Marcus Smart a lot on this podcast and of Boston. Uh-huh. Uh and Marcus, I'm sorry. That sucks. I know you're a listener. <laughs> yeah, I like I like watching that dude too. Um he's uh he's like a real you there's no one in the NBA quite like Marcus Smart. Uh but my next my question is uh does this mean Danny Ainge is going to trade him? Uh, 100%. Like, that's uh, make when, it that's three when... off seasons in a row where Danny's, Danny Ainge trades a, 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 t, a, a member of the Celtics with a dead family member. Yeah, yeah. We did that. He did it with Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder. Um, you're next, Marcus Smart. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's hilarious and sad. Uh, sorry, Marcus. Also, why? I don't want to bring that up. Let's go next. <laughs> um,. Everybody's healthy, Sean, Gordon mm-hmm. Hayward, Kyrie Irving, LeBron is in L.A. Mm-hmm. Is Boston in the finals um, a guarantee, basically? They have everybody. First time. It Like, is anything going to derail them? I, I would say that they're not necessarily obviously better than the Toronto Raptors. Um, and... They haven't. They haven't played. Those two teams have not matched up in the playoffs either. So it's kind of unclear. Um, I don't know. I it's. I feel like they a a lot of those guys will probably continue to get hurt. Like mm-hmm. like Kyrie Irving just misses a lot of time. That kind of just happens. Um, Hayward might be back. Uh, totally fine. Uh, like Paul George didn't really seem to suffer that much of a negative effect after his broken leg and he missed a whole year too um i don't know what do you what do you think do you think they're making the finals no uh i (laughs) i think the raptors are making the finals personally Uh uh lebron was a specter for the raptors way more than he was for the celtics um i think i actually uh, we, we should probably talk about this when we get to – I'll probably bring this up when we get to the over-unders. But uh-huh. I actually think this team's going to have a kind of a hard time at for at first. Just Figuring stuff in. out. Yeah. Like Jason Tatum. Like these young guys, um, 
it's going to feel weird for them to get bumped, I think, by these two guys who were hurt. Yeah, so they're going to start Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kyrie, Hayward, and Horford. I mean, I guess. And then you've got Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier, and Marcus Morris off the bench, basically. That's your... Am I forgetting By, some uh, guys? Aaron Baines. <laughs> oh, yeah, Baines. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, and also, I mean, I think Brad Wanamaker and Scary Terry are going to play a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, it's... Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it kind of depends. I also wonder... Uh, if if Al Horford is gonna continue to be really good, uh, he's he's 32, so he easily could. Um, also, a question about to me, Al, Al Horford. Horford doesn't really have. I I think he'll be fine. It's not like his skill set is like anything that old guys don't do. Where it's yeah, like, there's passes just a lot... pretty well and takes hits open shots. There's just a lot of dudes that. Uh, fall off a cliff at this point in their careers uh age 33 is kind of the uh like flashing warning light like there's Mm. just a lot of dudes who like i consider al harrington to be kind of al horford like and that's the point i don't think that's fair to al horford well i just mean their bodies are very similar i think he's a al horford's a lot bigger than harrington i mean he's heavier right but isn't He's Al taller. Harrington? How Dude. tall is Al Harrington? Al Harrington was like 6'9". Yeah, but I mean, how, old, how tall is Al Horford? I think he's like closer to 7 feet. I think he's like I mean, I don't think he's 7 maybe. feet tall, but he's he's a lot taller than Al Horford. It's anyway, hard, let's not it's hard to, Al Harrington's it, anyway, it, anyway, it's hard to tell with all these guys named Al because you're always nicknamed Big Al, even if you're undersized for your position, so... It's always hard to tell the relative height of an owl. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not worried about Horford's aging yet. Um, that seems like a real dunked on some real dunked on shit to be worrying about. Um, let's talk about Terry Rozier and Puma real quick. Yeah. Uh, Sean, do you want to read this quote about Terry Rozier's Puma deal? Yeah. So Terry Rozier signed a deal with Puma, and uh, he released this quote. I believe because he had signed with Puma a couple weeks before and they didn't really announce it and he wanted to make a big splash. So he just kind of announced it himself. And he said, me signing with Puma is letting you know I'm taking over the Puma world. You got guys taking over Adidas. You got guys taking over Nike, whatever. I'm competing with the Puma world and I'm taking over that shit from the jump. That's my whole thing. I feel like I'm going to turn it up because I ain't going to knock out nobody on Puma, but I feel I'm very marketable. I'm the guy they needed to sign. I ain't fucking with no one else but Puma. That's just what it is. I don't care that I wore Nike. I'm with Puma now. Now, do you think he's the most marketable guy that Puma signed this year? I kind of think I do. (laughs) Big men don't sign shoes. They sign so many big men. Well, they signed a. They signed like basically most of the top draft picks this year, right? Yeah. Well, not the guards, right? I mean, I don't. I don't. I'm not following it that much. I just know they signed Aiton, and I think they signed Bagley. Jared Jackson. They, they signed, signed Bagley. Bagley. They signed uh, um, Porter Jr. Remember, he could. Oh, he could yes. wear those off whites. 
Um, Look, I mean, there's a gamer on the cover of ESPN the magazine. That tells me that uh, Michael Porter Jr. is going to move some product. Anyway, I do, I, I do kind of think he's the most marketable guy, except for, again, I don't think he's going to play very much because he's going to be fighting for minutes with Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Kyrie Irving. Mm. And Brad Wanamaker. <laughs> and Brad Wanamaker. <laughs> um, Wanamaker definitely sounds like an obnoxious like tech company word, too. Yeah. We're like, we're not just makers. We're Wanamakers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought the most surprising thing in the same uh, announcement is he, he revealed that he does not like the name Scary Terry. No, he said that before. He said yeah. that a couple of times. Um. Not surprising to me. It seems like a mean name. Uh, also, also it's, fucked it. it's a retread. I think I've mentioned this before, but, like, remember when Tony Allen, again, one of the coolest NBA players ever, was in fucking Boston? They were like, yeah, he's trick-or-treat Tony. I mean, they just, they love Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> um... Also, I guess he sold like a hundred thousand dollars worth of those scary Terry T-shirts. I mean, I did year. like those T-shirts actually. They, yeah, those are cool so, T-shirts. So maybe Puma's right. Yeah. Um. All right. Anyway, let's get to our final, final two questions. I'm gonna put them together. Sean, can you believe Jason Tatum is only twenty years old? Oh no. my God. No. And I'm going to continue to believe that he's actually 19. <laughs> um, and my next question is, how often is daddy happy? Uh, daddy's always happy. Yeah, always. Uh, does anyone need to ask besides Marcus Morris on this team, Sean? Um, I would say maybe, I mean, Hayward's a no, Kyrie's a no. I think Jalen Brown is a yes. Um, he went to Berkeley for a uh, year. To, That's but enough. to me, Jalen Brown and Kyrie are like the same yeah, like, but I'm just I'm just saying he. Why do he you have Kyrie as a no? He's a he's a weirdo. I don't think he's very generous. He does seem ungenerous. Yeah, but also him he's being like a, a weirdo. Also, he I could see him only eating ass. I mean, well, okay, it's a hundred or zero. Yeah, but I think he's. I think he's like. I think he would give a similar answer to Victor Oladipo in that famous clip. See, where no, he but Victor Oladipo's. Victor Oladipo's like conservative and corny to me. But Kyrie Irving is a weird, weird ass flat earther. But also, YouTube he wants dude. to live in a hippie commune. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't understand what that is. <laughs> like, like Kyrie is the most, I think, likely NBA player to get into Jordan Peterson. Yeah, I, I mean, and just that he's in Boston, I feel like is Yeah, not, okay. Not, but Marcus in Cleveland before, like, just a lot of, like, not super ass-friendly environments. Yeah, he's from New York, though, um, which is very ass-friendly. Um, but, okay, I'll, 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 I'll go with you on Kyrie Irving. I'm not going to go with you on Jalen Brown, though, I think. He was I at, he, but he I, was at Berkeley for a year. Yeah, like, like but he would have ended up eating ass just because he's in Berkeley. Okay, I I just think he's like mini Kyrie now. That's like what he's doing. Oh well, he might not anymore. Yeah, I'm just saying he's eating ass. 
No, but the question was, does anyone eat ass? Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe he doesn't anymore. I'm just saying he has. Um, uh, but to me, Marcus Martin and Terry Rozier definitely eat ass. I was going to say Marcus Morris, I would say, even has uh, simultaneously eaten ass with his twin brother, Markeith, before. Mm, that's – I'm not okay. saying same ass. I'm just saying same right. room. Yeah. I, I could see – I see I see it more as like a same time, you know, where it's like the twin the twin connection, like in separate rooms. Oh, that, that they're, they they like both – they're on different sides of the country, but they both start eating ass. Yeah, it's like time. synchronized. Like they yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Um, I don't know about Jason Tatum. He seems like maybe. He could be a maybe. Al Horford oh. is an interesting one. I think Al Horford definitely used to eat ass. It's just he might have like he might have just he's been like, streamlining his game as he got older. He's just aged out of eating ass. He went to the University of Florida. Right, so and yeah, he's yeah. also like you know, he's like, yeah, he for, he was in Atlanta for a long time. That Josh Smith team is a very like assy team. Um, but I could see, I could see when it was down to like him and Paul Millsap, that it, you know, things toned down. Oh, for sure. No, Paul Millsap showing up is the end of eating ass. Now, granted, Al Horford's dad, I think, was probably one of the first. NBA players to like really do it. All right, good, good. Let's do. All right, be bold, Sean. What's your be bold prediction? Canelo, be bold. Uh, my be bold prediction for this team is that they will get the number one seed, but will not make the NBA finals. Interesting. That wasn't all that bold. But... Uh, my be bold prediction. Um, this team's gonna make a big trade at some point. I don't think it'll be for Jimmy Butler, but I think the deadline, they're going to combine some of these dudes into another dude, I think. It, it just seems like... It seems age. untenable. Like there's not enough touches to go around? Yeah, like just last year, guys again like Terry Rozier and Marcus Morris, me and Jalen Brown specifically. I think Jalen Brown is the guy who's going to be kind of upset with what's happening to him here um i think it's not wonderful that terry rozier got the degree of fame that he had i'm mm -hmm. not saying it's undeserved or anything but also it pretty much came from playing the milwaukee bucks to a draw yeah it's what he was famous for and it's like i i just i wonder if he's perhaps overrating his basketball skill his star status um yeah i could see that all right over under Sean, 50, uh, 57 and a half. What do you think? I, I'm going over. I think they're going to be. I think they're going to rack up a lot of wins this year. Like they're they're going to be very good at uh, beating teams who are at all like not present. If that makes sense. Right. But I don't think they're going to be as good in the playoffs when they're getting everybody's a game all the time. They won 55 games last year. Yeah. I mean they literally didn't lose anyone. Right. And but they're incorporating better players. Yeah. I this feels like a 55 win team to me, but because the East is so bad, I guess I'm taking the over too, but I don't feel good about it. Yeah. 
It's cl- I do think it's cl- I mean anytime that you're above 55 wins on an over under it's kind of just like inherently risky. Right. Um all right, the Toronto Raptors, Sean, 59 oh, and tw- 59 and 23, first in the East, lost 4-0 to LeBron in round 2, beat Washington 4-2 in round uh 1. Uh second in offense, fifth in defense. 11 and 4 for the division. And their over under is 54 and a half. They said goodbye to greatest raptor of all time, DeMar DeRozan, Jakob Pertl, Bebe Noguera, um, Bruno Caboclo, and oh, yeah. coach of the year, Dwayne Casey. That's right. Bruno's not on the list because he went at the deadline, but rest assured, we're going to miss him. They're bringing back Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green. Greg Monroe, Jesus. Chris Boucher. They re-signed Fred Van Vliet and Lorenzo Brown. And their new coach is Nick Nurse, who looks so much different than his name would imply. (laughs) (laughs) That's a weird last name. Nurse? Yeah. Hello, Nurse. (laughs) Have you ever heard of anyone who had Nurse as a last name before? Um, no, lots of first names, though. Yeah, oh, like Jackie? Yeah, and Ratchet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, all right, is this the best defensive team in the league? Uh, I think they almost definitely are. Um, it just seems like they have a lot of really good defenders in Kawhi, Lowry, Green, OG Ananobi. Siakam. Uh, Van Vliet's a good defender. Yeah. Um, it seems like specifically they could be they could be really good at ball pressure. Um, and I think, you know, it's not like Valence Eunice is bad on defense, but I do think in crunch time they will play a more mobile guy at center. You know, whether that's, Sergi Baca, which I don't like as much, but also maybe just Pascal Siakam playing the five. Yeah, and Kawhi at the four. Honestly, Kawhi Leonard could play the five down the stretch. I I like I you know what though I like Siakam at the five. Um, I mean, I, a I lot really defensively. Like, I think it some of it might be my selection bias, but I've just seen Pascal Siakam just kick ass a lot. Yeah, he fucking rules, dude. I love it's, that guy. Yeah. Um, they have a just a lot of guys their depth chart is they go like 12 deep i would say yeah i like this team a lot um but i don't know if i like Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> like what is he is he gonna play at all like it's this is so difficult to talk about even uh is he still hurt is i don't know so was he ever hurt who knows <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, Tony Parker had the same injury, and he was back a lot sooner, so. <laughs> I mean, he was fucking right away. Uh, night of, he was just, like, hammering. All right, um, <laughs> my next question, Sean, is who will Serge Ibaka pretend to fight this year? Oh, it's an annual tradition. Uh, they're... So his fake fights in the past have been Last year, he came very close to an actual fight with uh, Robin Lopez. That Which has happened the... before. With he him and Robin, Robin Lopez. Lopez fucking hate each other. 
Um, I think that's because uh, Robin Lopez has a very pure spirit. Yeah, and, and... Serge Ibaka does not. No, because I think I'm going to just say my Serge Ibaka theory right here. I wasn't planning to. I believe that Serge Ibaka is older than he has stated that he is. Yes. Which I don't really fault him for. Get that money. But also that sort of like deep shame and dishonesty uh, is like poison in his soul. And I believe it's like. Jesus. That is. not just too old. I just think, like, he – why else is he relentlessly trying to prove he's a tough guy? Like, he just does a lot of kind of, like, unnecessary aggressive things that to me say I'm not very secure in See, myself. I was going to take it the other way and say Robin Lopez hates being tricked. Mm-hmm. Like, couldn't you see Robin Lopez being mad at, like, a magician – Uh, like being like, where'd you put that card? <laughs> you what? Huh? <laughs> well, I definitely think one Lopez twin loves magic, and the other oh, for aggressively sure. dislikes magic. <laughs> but I'm not sure which is which. <laughs> but yeah, like like it. It was one Lopez twin like producing a quarter from the other Lopez twin's ear, and it was like, hey, I need that for comic books. I'm going to use it for action figures. And then <laughs> they've like used a, a line of colorful handkerchiefs to divide their shared bedroom <laughs> as a result of the fight. Uh, yeah. So Serge Ibaka last year also fought LaMarcus Aldridge and James Johnson of the heat. James Johnson being the worst person in the NBA to fight. Yeah. He's new he's Jerry Stackhouse. MMA champion. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> Like, well, it's almost, like, worse than Stackhouse because uh, James Johnson knows how to, like, kick people and put them in submission holes, Except too. I don't think it's worse than Stackhouse because I think James Johnson is aware that if he actually fought someone, he will get, like, prosecuted for fighting with a deadly weapon. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's Where right. Stackhouse Stack- is like, I'm, I'll fight fucking anybody. You yeah. know what I mean? It's going to happen on a loading dock completely anonymously. Well, he like he fights like an assassin. Yeah, Stackhouse is like a boondock he, saint. He puts on like a clean suit so that he can just throw away a bloody track suit after beating a guy yeah. down. Um. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, so who is Serge Ibaka going to scuffle with this year? I'm I'm gonna say I think I think this is the time he goes after Dario Saric because it's like it's a Euro, it's sort of similar sized, and he's like really hoping he doesn't get punched back. Uh, I think it's gonna be Ed Davis. Oh. And <laughs> just a Brooklyn Nets game, and there's a throwdown with yeah. Ed Davis. Because there are always games that like don't matter. It's not like he's doing this like in yeah. like playoff games. Right, Saric is like maybe too good. So it's it maybe even like uh like a Dwight Powell. I can yeah. see fighting Dwight Powell. Mo Bamba. Or, yeah, uh, Tyson Chandler maybe yeah, he yeah, takes yeah. a shot at. Okay, yeah. Um, it's gonna happen though. Oh, for sure. Oh, I could see it being um. Uh, also, like like a smaller guy too, for once, like Michael Carter Williams. <laughs> I could see Michael Carter Williams like just losing it 
on Serge Ibaka too. Like, oh, for sure. Like Ibaka tries to push him around, and Michael Curry Williams just has all like every suppressed moment of despair that he's had since winning the Rookie of the Year award just comes out <laughs> like a like a nerd you push too far on the playground. Um, all right. You have a lot to say about poison in the Toronto Raptors. Oh, I did mention poison. Do you want to ask a, your second poison question? Yeah. Uh, they signed Greg Monroe to replace Yaka Pertl. Is he spreading his poison to another East contender? I'm going to say if Greg Monroe plays, the Raptors are in trouble. Uh, there's no reason to play Greg Monroe in 2018 at any point if you're a basketball team trying to win a game it wasn't he kind of a good backup center no (laughs) greg monroe hasn't been exciting or good since that one year in detroit he is No. no one depresses me like greg monroe he is like watching an episode of the leftovers oh my god I could definitely see Greg Monroe spending a lot of games, like, inactive this year because they really have, like, 12 or 13 guys that could play ahead of him and just standing at the end of the bench in, like, an all-white outfit, chain-smoking cigarettes and not talking to anybody. (laughs) For sure. Well, like, a Kate Bush song plays loudly. (laughs) Um, All right. I don't have that much to say about the Raptors because I'm so confused about what Kawhi Leonard's going to be. Um, yeah, yeah. That's that's like what it comes down to because he could be really good again. He could be hampered by his injury. He could be really unhappy and force a trade in February. Yeah, I have no idea. So let's just get straight to it. Ass eating. Does Kawhi Leonard eat ass? I'm a no on that. Uh, me too. Just like too much interaction. Yeah, yeah I I, I kind of think he. I don't know what position it is but I kind of think Kawhi Leonard only has sex in one position. Uh, but also I kind of feel like if you have those hands, you don't need to eat ass. You oh, know that's what I mean? Really good, that's a really good <laughs> um, Uh All right, Sean, be bold. Be bold, Canelo! Uh, Canelo, be bold! <laughs> they're trading Norman Powell. That's my bold prediction. Oh, that's not that bold, I don't think. I love that's Norman good. Powell. Um... Yeah, my B-Bold prediction is uh, I think Kyle Lowry is going to have a good playoffs this year. Oh, interesting, because my secondary big B-Bold prediction was going to be that they will controversially settle on a crunch time lineup that has Van Vliet instead of Lowry. Wow. All right. I think Lowry's got to play. Um, all right, Sean, over under 54 and a half. I'm going to go under. I just feel like it's the safe bet. I think they're really good, but uh, they also they have a new coach. They have a new superstar. Uh, they have a bunch of new players. And, uh, yeah, I think I think also there's a very good chance that uh, while their defense gets better, their offense struggles a fair amount at the first half of the year, even though I think they'll be uh, solid again by the end of the year. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a slight under on 54 and a half. Um, I'm gonna be bold. You gotta pick a side here. I think if you want to be bold, Canelo, be bold. Uh, with your over under, and I think Kawhi Leonard is gonna play all year, be really good, and I think they're winning the. I think they're getting going first in the East. I'm going oh, over. 
Oh, can I make an even bolder be bold prediction? Because mine was sort of shitty. Yeah. Canelo, be bold. I'm going to say Kawhi Leonard stays in Toronto. Yeah, I think that's actually good. I I want him to stay in Toronto bad, really badly. Those fans deserve I think he's going to end up liking it. I really think he uh, – I think he. I think he might really enjoy the city of Toronto. Yeah, Toronto's fucking cool. It's really great. Um, so I'm taking the over. I'm taking a big over. They're they're winning the East. Oh, they're first in the East, and they're going to the finals. Yeah, I think they're going to win sixty games. I think they're going to win fifty three games, but I do think they're going to the finals too. Uh, all right, your next team, Philadelphia seventy sixers, fifty two and thirty, third in the East. Lost 4-1 to Boston in round two. Beat Miami 4-1. 12th in offense, 4th in defense. Their division odds are 14-5. Their over-under is 54.5. They said goodbye to Ursan Ilyasova, Marco Bellinelli, Justin Anderson, Rashawn Holmes, Timothy Lawawu Cabarro, and Brian Colangelo. Uh, Incoming, they have Wilson Chandler, Zaire Smith, Mike Muscala, the NBA's greatest rapper, Mike Jaws. Jonah Bolden. Uh, Landry Shamet, who's already hurt, as is Zyre Smith, by the way. I should have brought that in. Shake Milton, greatest name in, in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett Brown's GM title and normal callers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they re-signed J.J. Redick and Amir Johnson. My first question, Sean, is... What's wrong with Philadelphia's training staff? And is it, it the training staff or is it the scouting department? I feel like it has to be the training staff or like faulty construction in the arena because is it is it built on a it, bar- Indian burial ground? I, think, I wonder because he's every guy they pick has like a terrible broken foot. <laughs> like Nerlens Noel had a broken foot. Ben Simmons broke his foot. Embiid broke his foot. Zaire Smith broke his foot. Lander Schmidt, I guess, just sprained his ankle. But still. <laughs> like, Marco uh, Fultz broke his brain. Yeah. I mean, that's Philly's a tough town, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, my next question is, what will Brian Colangelo's wife tweet about this season? I'm going to say I think she's going to get like real into Project Runway. Is that show still an active show? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. I could see her like I would hire her to recap it. Fashion advice, just getting like real nasty about it. She's Italian too, so she that's the home of fashion, right? Yeah. Uh I think she I think she's just going to openly shit on the Sixers all year and it's going to be great. <laughs> Right? Like, start an account with your name, Barbara Botino, uh-huh. and just, like, live-tweet Sixers games angrily. So think she might, like, actively feud with Joel Embiid on Twitter. Yeah, that would be tight, dude. That would be amazing, yeah. Um, all right, my next question. Are we going to see another subcult of weird Sixers fans who are nostalgic for the Colangelo era? Uh, yeah, because the internet is dumb enough for that to happen. It'll be, like, 50 guys. <laughs> I and might I, and, do that. By which I might I mean, join that. I might be yeah. one of those guys. By by guys, I'm I'm not using it as an inclusive. I mean, fifty men, males, yeah. single, <laughs> single men. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
like like Jim from the office if he'd never meet met Pam. You um, know, just like big old doofus losers. All right, our first real basketball question is will Markel Fultz be good this year? Uh I think he will be because I think um even if his long range shooting is not great, he's just a good enough penetrator that it won't matter that much. Like maybe they'll back up back off him and give him space, but like that's not the only thing, you know, in basketball. I'm going to save my answer for the people prediction this year. Uh, oh, okay. okay. Um all right, my next question, what's the biggest problem with this team besides the gypsy curse on the Wells Fargo Center, the dirtbag Trump loving owner and the lack of a GM? Okay, those are all problems. <laughs> uh you know, they managed to kind of just put all their dramatic moves off by a year. It seems like like this was the summer where they had all this max room, but they didn't trade for Kawhi or sign LeBron or because they didn't have a GM. Yeah, I would say that probably didn't help. Um but uh they've managed to just weirdly uh like run it back and keep exactly the same amount of cap space but like not really make any decisions particularly i'm getting a lot of bad juju from this team this season i'm gonna be honest i mean it's not i mean like all of their moves kind of separately are all like like okay jj reddick and amir johnson had one-year deals they're back on one-year deals like mike muscala replaces ursan Ilyasova. uh you know they they got rid of the young guys who weren't gonna play with rashawn holmes and tlc but it's not exciting. You know what I mean? But, but maybe to I mean, me that... starting your season with what ha- what the with the Mikhail Bridges thing just it was like a bad start to the off season. You know what I mean? It, well, yeah, it doesn't make it Okay, so I'm just going to bring like this you up. You stabbed I... your own employee in the back basically on like national TV. Like, I don't know. It just feels weird. A lot of things in them make it seem like they're a really cold-blooded organization, too. And so, yeah, like, all of these moves are individually defensible, but at the same time, it's like, it feels like it kind of sucks that they think of their entire team as interchangeable parts. You know what I mean? Like, like no one... it, it It feels like how you run a tech company where everybody's just on like 11 month contracts yeah. all the time. And it's not it's not clear. I mean, it seems like Simmons and Bede is the core and that's a great core, but there's a certain point. Now maybe they're being correctly patient in having young guys, but looking back at our favorite team, the Golden State Warriors back in the 90s when they also had a promising young core and essentially every year they would just add two or three rookies like every single season and they were even good at finding good players but like at a certain point your strategy can't just be accumulating as many assets as possible like like if they if they'd kept bridges he's he's like the perfect additional player for this team like he he shoots he like like it's the kind of guy you want on like a playoff team and it just feels like they're sort of thinking of everything as assets and just different shots and you know maybe it'll pay off but like it just seems like they don't 
have the right kind of like I don't know if it's veterans, I don't know if it's players, but they just don't seem committed to anything. Yeah. And it seems like they'd snake anyone on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Uh next question. They have so much cap room in 2019. Everyone on this team is on one-year deals, basically. Uh, is anyone on this team actually sticking around? I kind of have this idea that they're going to continue to strike out with, like, because they're going to have a max spot next year and could do some things to have a second max spot. Like, I think they've got something like $45 million in cap room mm-hmm. and like Jared Bayless's contract comes off like a lot of a lot of these young guys they can ditch a couple million so they they I think can get two max spots but I just have this feeling that they're going to keep striking out and keep bringing back JJ Redick Amir Johnson and Wilson Chandler like every season on one year <laughs> deals because I'm not like I'm not sure it's obvious um not only like what star is going to come to Philadelphia, but what they're exactly looking for. You know what I mean? Like, like who's, who's the, the ideal superstar for them would seem to have been like Paul George. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. But I just don't, I don't see Philadelphia beating Toronto in that sweepstakes unless the year's just like a disaster. I mean, Embiid and Simmons is a lot I mean, better a than 32-year-old Kyle Lowry or whatever and Serge Ibaka. But, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I, but who knows? Maybe they'll finally make Elton Brand the GM and he'll do a lot of cool shit. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I also think that looking at this team, uh, it's weird to say this, but I think Joel Embiid is actually underrated. <laughs> I think, like, you'll see some shade about him and it's he's almost by himself uh, a number one defense. Like, he was... He was, I think, a top five defensive player in the league last year, top mm-hmm. three. And having that just gives you so much. Yeah, leeway. he's like Rudy Gobert with offense. Yeah. So I think they'll probably, I think maybe it's going to end up not really mattering because Fultz will turn out to be good. And then it's like, eh, whoever you're plugging in with these guys. But just, it's, it, it's, they feel, they feel sour to well, me. Well, let's do that. And you're right. The Bridges trade is like the worst one. It just, it just, look, if you were going to trade him, don't have his mom go on TV and talk about the, how much she's happy the Sixers have him. Yes. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't do that. Just say like, wait five minutes. Yeah. We have this other thing in the works. Um, all right. Does Mrs. Colangelo eat ass? Uh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. All right. Um, be bold, Sean. Canelo, be bold. Be bold, John. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be bold and say that uh, Marco Fultz, top five in the most improved uh, voting this year. Uh, okay. I also have a Marco Fultz prediction. Oh. <laughs> um, I think he's going to shoot 35% from three this year. Oh, that's pretty good. I think he's going to be fucking awesome. Uh, I don't know why I feel that. I, think, I just think Drew Hanlon actually will fixed his jump shot and he's going to be really good. All right, over under 54 and a half. 54 and a half, too high under. I'm also taking the under. I think I think they're going to have some injuries again. Yeah, they're like one injury away from not making that. 
total. Yeah. It's just it's just too high. I don't, I don't even feel like I'm being negative about the team. All right. Most teams don't win 55 games. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn Nets, 28-54 for 12th in the East. 21st in offense, 22nd in defense. For, their GM is first in analytics Twitter's hearts. Uh, division odds... Uh, 150 to 1. Over under 32 and a half. They said goodbye to Jeremy Lin, Timothy Mozgov, Isaiah Whitehead, Dante Cunningham, Jaleel Okafor, Quincy AC, and Sauce Castillo. That's an amazing list of names, by the it way. It is crazy. Not necessarily players, but just <laughs> incredible. Like, Don, Don, the ghost of Don Pardo shed a tear with yeah. those transactions. Uh, they re signed Joe Harris, who people love. Um, they brought in Ed Davis, who they stole from Portland. Kenneth Fareed, the manimal. He has two moms. Shabazz Napier, who they stole from Portland. Jonen Musa, uh, rookie. Yusuf Nurkic is f- super fan. Jared Dudley, podcast guest and host, I believe. Travion Grand, Graham, Randy Lubidoux's favorite player. Mm-hmm. And Ro- Rodion's Karuk's. Mm-hmm. Who's a mysterious Latvian? Yeah, uh, Andres Bedrins, um, please, please be Andres Bedrins too. He's um, he's like a dude that was playing in Spain, mm-hmm. and they they knew he had a lot of potential, so they just stopped playing him to try to get NBA teams not to steal him away. Um, anyway, it didn't it didn't work, but but he has like no stats for the last two years. Oh. Uh, so my first question is, will referees ever start respecting Spencer Dinwiddie, who, if you looked at those, like, missed referee calls lists, like, he had far and away the most missed missed and bad calls against him in yeah, fourth think, quarters last year. Spencer Dinwiddie fucking rules. I think it's going to go way back the other way. Uh, me too. Uh, he's the NBA's second most improved player, by the way. Congratulations uh, to Spencer Dinwiddie. Which I feel like is actually a lot of the time the second most improved player is better, ends up having a better career than the guy who wins it. Yeah. Uh, other runners up to second most improved player, Sean? Uh huh. Nikola Jokic, Kemba Walker, Draymond Green, Grievous Vasquez. <laughs> oh, baby. Uh, Ursan Ilyasova, Lamarcus Aldridge, Kevin Durant, Marcus Saul, and. Uh, bad person born ready lance stevenson yeah i mean that's that's a I, i'm gonna say that's a better list than the last 10 most improved yeah that's a player. respectable list although uh i'm a little bummed that Giannis Antetokounmpo did not uh spend another year in the top five of the most improved rankings his run <laughs> was truly spectacular um all right my first question i mean my next question is uh Will anyone emerge as the number one celebrity Brooklyn Nets fan? It used to be Jay-Z, but now it's David J. Roth. Yes. Uh, the uh, the guy who remembers guys on Deadspin.com, friend Everybody of the program, king yeah. of the plaids, David Roth. I, okay, here's my, here's my prediction. Justin Bieber starts going to a lot of games. It's Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin are the number one and number two celebrity Brooklyn Nets fans. I want somebody real Brooklyn to become the their fan. Like Karen O should start going to like a shit ton of Nets games. That'd be incredible. Yeah. I mean, I I would love that. 
Although their franchise has been called the Na Na Nas before. Uh-huh. Uh also when they shoot, uh instead of the noise swish, it makes chuk 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 because <laughs> it just hits the rim constantly. Alright, yeah. um that was too much work for that joke. <laughs> um What's the goal for this season from Brooklyn? It's like kind of unclear. I they, think they finally have, have their picks, right? Yeah, they do. They don't. They don't owe any picks, and they have a couple extra second rounders. In fact, Ooh. Um, I think I think their goal is extremely simple. It is um, develop Jared Allen and decide whether or not to give D'Angelo Russell a contract extension. Uh, that decision should be no. By the way, uh, but I'm low on him. Um, anyway. Um, I think the goal for this season from Brooklyn is to finally become a basketball team. Like, mm-hmm. tank, right? They should tank. I mean, I don't... For the first even... time in a long time, they should tank. Tank for a pick? Yeah, because they, they haven't had any picks in years. Yeah, I mean, it feels like they've been, like, implicitly tanking, but no, they weren't tanking. No, they were anything. trying, in fact. Yeah. They like, were just really... Uh, I don't know that they can tank that hard with this team, though. They're. I mean, I... they. I mean, not tanking to like twenty wins, but luckily the lottery odds got flatter this year, so they're they don't really have to be as bad. Enough, though. Like yeah, a would, team I... that tries like this should have a better chance at the number one pick, is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm kind of into the flat lottery in general. I'm just saying, it's to their advantage that. Uh, you know, like finishing seventh will now give them, you know, if they're, if you're sixth, you now have like a 26% chance at the, in the draft. Sure. Or is that a top three pick? I don't know. But anyway, uh, it's a little, it's a little better. Like if they're, if they're the sixth best team, they still have like, yeah. I just think it's not chance. good. En- it's still not good enough. And we need to like stop. Yeah, anyway. All right, Kenneth Vereen and Jared Dudley were salary dumps. Are we crazy in thinking both of them are going to contribute this year? I'm saying no. I think they're going to play a lot. I mean, Uh, Jared Dudley, who knows what his body is capable of, but Fareed seems like he's going to play center, like he's maybe the backup center. Yeah. Um, I think Kenneth Fareed's pretty good, actually. Um. I, I could see them trading him at the deadline for something and yeah. getting something out of it. I mean, he was um, on a team that had a million big men. All right, my next question. Which net would be most likely to date a character from Girls? And this one is so obvious. Oh, yeah? Uh, yes. Go ahead. Yeah, it's D'Angelo Russell, dude. Like a yeah. weird, weird phone creep. I think I think it could be Alan Crabb very easily uh but also jared allen's mustache also seems like it would have appeared on girls yeah um <laughs> uh the nets add a bunch of three-point shooting to add to the large amount of three-point shooting they already have is that going to translate to an above average offense this year no but i think it'll be a slightly better offense i bet they're around like 15 or 16 rather than like 22 um all right d'angelo russell what's his next contract gonna look like um, you know, I'm not, I'm not even a disbeliever, but I think he's going to get hurt and I think he's going to end up not signing like a long-term deal. It'll be closer to what, uh, Jabari Parker did 
this offseason. Uh, I'm so a... like like one year. I don't know something something that's he's gonna make more than ten million dollars next year, but it might be just for one year or have some team friendly option. But yeah, ten to fifteen for one year is my guess. Um, I'm a huge disbeliever, and I think it will be the same contract Maria Hazonia signed this offseason. Which is like, what, one year, 3.2 or yeah. something? Um, Maybe. I mean, he, he keeps getting hurt. So, you know, if he doesn't get hurt, could be different. Yeah. Uh, still keeps getting hurt. So. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, has D'Angelo Russell ever f- been filmed eating ass, Sean? Uh, yes, by D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> um, all right, be bold. Canelo, be bold. All right. Um, my. Hmm. I'll go yeah, first. Does... You can yeah, think you about it. I'll go first. You go first. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is going to get injured this season, and it will be because he was trying to Snapchat himself eating a Tide Pod. Um, I think that uh, Zon and Musa will be on the first or second All Rookie Team. Fair. All right. right. Thirty-two and a half. Over under. or under? I'm saying under. They have no reason to beat that. I think I think they're going over. <laughs> I mean, but they, they only could. slightly. I think it's like thirty-three. They I just like think the East is games? bad, and they try. Yeah, it'd be a five-game improvement. Yeah, it seems like they should, but I think they won't. Um. All right. The next twenty-nine fifty-three. Twentieth in offense. Twenty-third in defense. Two hundred to one division odds. Twenty-nine and a half is their over/under. Uh, they said goodbye to eleven percent of his brain. Michael Beasley. Bar Mitzvah man, Kyle O'Quinn, Old Man River, Jared Jack, Troy Williams, Jeff Hornacek, the face rubber, and not yet, but definitely Joachim Noah. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming in, they've got Kevin Knox, bus name extraordinaire, Mario Hazonia, the next governor of New York. Congratulations. Uh, Noah Vonley, a lottery bust who rebounds really well. Mitchell Robinson, a rookie who cannot stop fouling people. And Kadeem Allen, a guy who was released by Boston for not being Terry Rozier. And the king of the woke-off, David Fisdale. I cannot imagine a better coach and team and city fit than David Fisdale. He's going to be so great. Yeah, he's awesome. The only thing that seems to have slowed him down at all is some difficulty in housing his dogs. Mm-hmm. But I believe that he rescues a lot of dogs, which is... Somewhat of a metaphor for taking over this New York Knicks team. Uh, they also re-signed Luke Cornett for some reason. Um, all right, my first question. What's more surprising, that Trey Burke is competing for the point guard job or that he probably deserves it? Um, I think him deserving it is more surprising, but I think he also clearly does. Yeah, it was... A really no one talked about this last year, but Trey uh-huh. Burke fucking ruled last year. He also, um, and normally it's like, oh, that's weird, but Trey Burke like actively got his shit together too. Yeah, it's it's like it didn't seem like it was a fluke that he basically like, um, you know, like uh, stopped partying at all, and seems like he was pretty depressed in Utah mm-hmm. and is now. I don't know. Seems he just like I think this happens a lot when a guy turns like 24 or 25 in the NBA, especially a point guard where it's like 
you know, he was like the best college basketball player in the country before he went to the NBA. And it's just, it just took him a while to adjust and be like, oh, uh, I am five foot eleven. Yeah, that's the, the problem. I need he's to, five I need foot eleven. Be, yeah, but now he's like, he's in good shape. He, um, I don't know if he's like a long term fit or anything like that, but I think he, I think he'll be. He was free, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Who's gonna take over the role of bar mitzvah man from Kylo Quinn? Oh my god, it should be Mario, but I feel like he's a little bit too much of a wild card. Yeah. So, I actually think that Tim Hardaway Jr. could really slip into that void. He might be too, he's too cool. rich. Yeah, and he's he has a he doesn't really need the money. Yeah, um, I think it's gonna be Emmanuel Moutier. Oh, that would be great! <laughs> what a fun guy to have at your bar mitzvah too. Um, all right, which Nick will be the worst influence on Kevin Knox? I mean, I'm going to say Yoakam Noah does not count. Yeah, because he's not going to be there when training camp opens. It's like they might cut him right now. They might be cut, like waving, stretching and waving him right now. I mean, they, they sent him home in like January last year? Yeah. Something like that? Well, they're so... already talking about stretching him. Yeah. I think they should not stretch him. They should just buy him out and take the cap hit. Like, why? Agreed. It's two years. You're going to be terrible this year. Like, take yeah. the penalty. Chris Stapps is going to be out all season. And he makes so much money that you you really do screw yourself. Because it has to be five years, I think. Yeah. And it's still going to be like, what, like $7 million on the cap every year? That sucks. Just let's take the hit. You suck this year. Yeah. Don't stretch him. Um, <laughs> who, are you, who are you trying to sign? Well, I mean, this offseason, they're trying to sign a lot of people. That's the rumor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just and it if feels they buy like... him out straight up, they that huge deal is still on the cap next season. Yeah, I'm just saying, just do that. <laughs> just, just get it over with. Um. Oh, what Nick is the worst influence? I'm gonna say with the remaining Nicks, a uh, little bit of wild card choice, Ron Baker. <laughs> Uh, don't forget that one time we heard a story about how Ron Baker wore uh, got a dashiki for Christmas. Yeah, don't hang around with that guy, Kevin Knox. <laughs> um, I think I honestly think the worst influence on him could be Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, yeah. I really like Tim Hardaway Jr., but his uh, he's a ball hawk who guns constantly, and you don't want Kevin Knox to think that's acceptable. Yeah, I I wonder though if Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, being on a team, I mean it's not going to be this next year too, but uh, I think he's capable of being a pretty good supportive supporting player. But he's kind of had to gun at his last two stops. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I I that's a great answer, Joe. Uh, oh no, and I like Tim Hardaway. I I yeah. think Tim Hardaway Jr. could be a very useful player on a winning team someday. Yeah. Um, just unfortunately, he's on the Knicks. Um, so my real, I have one real question for you here, Sean, mm -hmm. um, is Frank Nelikina, Kevin Knox and Chris Stapps Porzingis, is that actually a core you can build a basketball team around? Do you think? I think it is. I, I don't know anything about Frank. I gotta say, but he people was say really he's... good on defense last year. 
they think he's a two guard now though because he's not quite quick enough to get by guys on a first step yeah um i think you should try at the very least but also tank this year get a good pick again yeah i think they should tank fucking hard um but but like play all these weirdos a bunch of minutes yeah and also you have a real coach you know yeah i agree um and i think that's what they're gonna do um all right final question yeah uh does john McEnroe eat ass are you serious yes (laughs) he ironically goes way outside the way outside the lines yeah um i agree john McEnroe definitely eats ass have you seen that earring (laughs) um um all right um all right now it's time for oh did we pick under over-unders Oh, shit. No, we didn't. God, We're both picking. We're both going under, though, right? Way under. I think they're going to tank super fucking hard. Yeah, as they should. But, you know, I think they'll be way less depressing to watch than any Knicks team since Linsanity. Yeah, there's hope for there's hope in New York now. Yeah, it, even even like the guys they're taking a flyer on, like, like who cares if Moutier or Hazonia are bad? Yeah, what if they're good? Yeah, exactly. There's only upside for the team. Yeah. And uh, also, it's the last year of Enos Cantor's deal, so yeah, that's a positive. Oh, that's right. Um, all right, way under. Um, now, unfortunately, it's time for our podcast within a podcast. Uh, like we said, we've said before, we don't know much about basketball. We just like the stories. Yeah, uh, it's it's pro wrestling to us. Um, to quote AJ Delario. In the uh, Gawker v. Hogan, uh, sorry, Bollea um, <laughs> lawsuit. You uh, use his government name. Yeah, but there are guys out there who, they love the games. They love the numbers. They love the cap. Uh, and unfortunately, we are married to them. We have to put them on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We signed a terrible deal. Uh, here's... Another episode of Slammed Up with Brett Sampson and Randy Ledoux. This is Slammed Up with Brett Sampson and Randy Ledoux. Analytics, friendship, efficiency, and promo codes. These guys are fucking dorks. Oh, welcome back to another edition of the Slammed Up Division Previews. We're starting with the Atlantic. Uh, that's in the Northeast. Uh, Randy, that's where you got your start in politics, right? In the Northeast? It sure is. Um, yeah. I spent a few years as a uh, political operative for a candidate I'm not legally allowed to say. Uh, yeah, but that his, was... his name rhymes with Rick Ricksty. Oh whoa, that's that's crazy. Oh oh, and he he once drunkenly tried to eat you. Is that right, Randy? We closed a bridge. We're not cool. we're not calling we're not calling any names. Uh, well, let's even though we when they say when God closes a bridge, he uh, opens a podcast. So let's let's start with uh, a team that that we love. Uh, they're analytically minded, and uh, they. They uh, they have the same feelings towards diversity that I do with my internship hiring program here at Slammed Up. 
the Boston Celtics. Oh, I love I love this offseason. How do you feel, Brett? Uh, I loved it. Uh, they brought back uh, some international guards. I loved getting rid of Keenan Allen. I love the Marcus Smart extension. Uh, he does a lot of things in the box score that aren't scoring, and uh, I just like the way that he treats fans at college campuses. Uh, <laughs> as you know, I believe that colleges should be online trade schools first and basketball institutions second, so I, I love the way Marcus Smart treats people. Uh, I could see why you enjoy that. Yeah, Brett. Um, I, for one, love Brad Wanamaker. He's a better point guard than Kyrie Irving. His international stats translate incredibly. He's switchy, repeatable shooting motion. That's uh, all you he, want. There is a problem. Mm-hmm. He's 29 years old. Oh, my God. That's, uh, I mean, if anyone can reanimate a corpse, it is Brad Stevens. But uh, that is a little distressing. Uh, yes, I do think um, going into this season, uh, they should definitely have Aaron Baines shooting more threes. Wow, uh, I just interrupted you out of habit, but I actually agree with that take. Uh, they, he should be pulling up from half court constantly. The spacing. I love spacing. Yeah, you. Yeah, I've read some of your erotic fiction about spacing. A, uh, all right, let's pause for an ad right now. We are sponsored today by Golden Oakley Lending. Uh, whether you are financing a home, a rental property, or a doghouse that you Airbnb like I do, um, use Golden Oakley. It's the lending company of Charles Oakley. Uh, as you know, I am a, a homeowner. I am a landlord. I am technically a slumlord. And also, I have occasionally rented out the back seat of my Honda Accord to people needing a place to crash for the night. Uh but financing can be difficult, but if you go with Charles Oakley, uh, he will get the loan to happen. You don't ask any questions. Uh, he will resort to violence, but it's what you need. You just cannot be late on your payments, and I cannot stress that enough. He will slap your face. Uh, but if you're interested in getting a promotional offer, you want to use promo code non-payer, non-taxpayer mid-level exception. We talk uh, about easy it remember. all the time. We talk about it all the time. It's easy to remember. Uh, check out Golden Oakley Lending. Thank you. Um, Moving one, on to th- one more thing on the, yes. the Boston Celtics. Yes. Brett, um, I should mention that I'm in the next stage of my lawsuit against Brad Stevens. Um, uh-huh. I'm trying to see if I can force him to legally adopt me because wow, I that... love him just so much. Wow. Well, you do have a legal background, so that's uh, it's a weird suit. But if anyone's going to tenaciously worm his way into the inner circle of the Brad Stevens family, it's you, Randy Ledoux. <gasps> Moving on to our neighbors from the north, it's the Toronto Raptors. Uh, they are they made a big addition this year. Uh, people could not believe that he was available. They added Danny Green. One of our favorite switchiest players. Um, he's so switchy. He's uh, going to just three-point shooting has not been super repeatable lately. Yeah, well, you know, I think everybody's repeatable when they've left the San Antonio Spurs, Randy. It's fair. They the, they are the most repeatable franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I was uh, I can't believe that they brought back Greg Monroe, who I believe last year I thought he should be prosecuted for murder for what he did to both the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I'm still keeping up that campaign, and you can contribute to my GoFundMe for uh, a team of investigators dogging his every move and hoping to hound him out of the sport of basketball. Randy, what do you think of this team? Um, I 
I think their closing lineup is going to be very interesting. If it were me, if I were Nick Nurse, my closing lineup would be just Kawhi Leonard. He can guard five positions, and he will guard all five positions. Wow. Uh, I love that idea. The only thing I would add is I would add Danny Green and also a clone of Danny Green that I have been growing in a laboratory at the back of my rental property. Be uh, careful with talk- those lab experiments. Well, we I, all know I, what happened to me. Yes, it's a it's a dark tale. I've read your graphic novel. Uh, so our next sponsor this week is uh the In Celtics ticket plans. These are some special tickets for Boston Celtics fans. It's an all male section for fans who want to watch Celtics without being distracted by thoughts of sex. That's definitely me and Randy. Um, I definitely am taking antidepressants I don't need just so I can suppress my overwhelming sex drive while I'm charting the games. Uh, here's what you get with the in Celtics plan. You get a fedora. You get a plain, uncondimented hot dog. And best of all, you get access to the special TD North Garden jerk-off bathroom. So uh, this is for all the people that are involuntarily celibate and they love the sport of basketball, which is obviously 94% of our listenership. Uh, you can use promo code Brad Stevens. We talk about him all the time. We I fantasize about, about him. He's him my dad. Yeah, he's, he's legally Randy's father, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Uh, check that out, and you can get uh, 50% off your first pictures of the Celtics ticket plan. All right, moving on to Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, also the city where brothers can't shoot. <laughs> I, I can say that, uh, obviously. Did you just write a joke about that? I, I did. Uh, well, someone should have written a joke about it. Someone should. So... This is a team that uh, they, they've they've done well, but I just I I hate their spacing. It's true. Um, I do think speaking of spacing, Ben Simmons obviously shoots with the wrong hand. Yeah, we've talked about that a lot. Uh, he should shoot with no hands. Mm-hmm. Like a soccer player using uh, either the crown of his head, maybe his knee, or uh, his his buttocks to yes. direct the ball into Ooh. the basket. Uh, and Randy, you had an unusual uh, lineup suggestion for the 76ers. Oh, if I were coaching this team, I would definitely be playing Markel Fultz at the five because it's the one position you can get away with poor spacing. Yeah, uh, I think that's a great idea, and I think a great time to do that would be after they trade Joel Embiid and uh, get some picks and some some cap space. That's what they need to surround uh, center Markel Fultz and the handless Ben Simmons. That's a dynasty in the making. Uh, we got to talk to another sponsor. We are sponsored by another food program. This is Red Apron. It's the socialist meal service from the DSA, uh, the Democratic Socialists, sponsor of the podcast. Actually, we oddly have an ownership stare in their commune. They're not paying us with cash as much as it is uh, tokens and retweets and equity. Uh, so this is a meal service for people that... Uh, are pretty hungry during late capitalism. Uh, there's one-size meals. The meal instructions are not provided because you have to listen to Chapo Tapas House for the recipes. It's a conjunction project. Uh, they're pretty big sizes, I believe, because you're supposed to feed all of your comrades with these. Um, a lot of great food, a lot of gruel, uh, a lot of radishes. There's a lot of borscht. And also each one comes with a special rose sticker on the front that shows you're with DSA. Uh, a lot of a lot of different styles. And you can get your first Red Apron box. It's in a plain, 
unlabeled box, just the rose emoji. And uh, the promo code is Bernie would have wanton. So that's Bernie would have W-O-N-T-O-N. Uh, that's easy to remember. Uh, we talk about it on our cooking podcast all the time. All of Bernie Sanders' special Chinese cooking recipes. They're fantastic. We talk about it all the time. What was that, Randy? I'm sorry. I was afraid to speak. I thought you were going to scream at me. Yeah, I am going to scream at you. Moving on. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, we've got uh, – they're, they're in the middle of what seems to be a 14-year rebuild, and that was exactly what we recommended when we first started this podcast are, on a listserv. They are doing exactly what we said. Mm-hmm. I am so, so happy that someone is finally doing what I said. Mm-hmm. It's It's got to be a rarity for you, right, Randy? Well, the mouse did go away when I yelled at it to go away. So something oh, well, else good. did say. I'm, gl- I'm glad you're alive, Randy. Um, here's the next thing I think that Brooklyn should do. Brooklyn should try and trade their best asset for a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. And in mm-hmm. this case, I'm pretty sure their best asset is the Barclays Center. The Barclays Center. Uh, it's at the Atlantic Yards. It looks like a warped record. And uh, Jay-Z sold it out. 72 times in a row when they opened it up i believe that's i don't i don't have my stat sheet ahead of me but i'm, I'm well i'll update the jay-z concert attendance uh spreadsheet for our patreon subscribers so uh yeah with a first round pick that sounds good and you had one other question that you wanted the federal government to get involved with oh definitely clearly the federal government needs to investigate mikhail prokhorov because mm-hmm. the Allen Crab contract can only be election tampering. It's the only explanation. I, I think it might be money laundering and election tampering. And I would also say that it's possible that Alan Crab is simply a go-between for a network of porn stars that Prokhorov is paying off. Uh, are you going to use your political connections to help in that investigation, Randy? No. All right. Uh, final sponsor before we get to our final team. Uh, this is a new sponsor, kind of a competition, but they're friends of ours. It's the Locked Up Podcast Network. It is for uh, basketball fans and basketball players uh, doing their podcasts from behind bars. So they're team-specific, and it is only incarcerated felons. Uh, no misdemeanor charges are eligible. So far, it is just Javaris Crittenton's Wizards podcast, uh, Sons of Eton Thomas, but uh, they're hoping to... Get some more people there, especially if that federal investigation of Alan Crabb sees him going to federal prison. I think he'd have some great insights into the Brooklyn Nets. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a pretty funny podcast guest. I, I saw him at Summer League once, and he uh, he he really insulted me, like just, just made fun of my personal appearance. He made fun of my job. He made fun of my voice, and he compressed it all into a highly efficient two-sentence retort that he shouted at me before throwing a drink in my face. So I think he'd be excellent on the Locked Up Podcast Networks. Uh, you can get your first trial subscription with um, the promo code uh, Double Homicide. And, you know, we talk about it all the time on the podcast. We talk about These it all the time. It's what happened to my parents, and uh, it's the reason why I podcast relentlessly. Uh, the only things I do, in fact, are make Red Apron uh, Red Apron Foods. I maintain my rental properties, and I maintain my relationships with my common-law wife, my girlfriend, my fiancé, and my lover— other than that, all I'm trying to do is stay busy so I uh, don't think of the death of my parents that happened directly in front of me. Uh, so the last team, the New York Knicks. Yes. I love the moves this offseason. They're keeping the powder dry. Their cap space is intact. 
The apples are ready for multiple bites. Yeah, multiple bites of the apple in the big apple. Someone should make a joke about that. Someone actually. should make a joke about that. All right, so you, you've you actually figured out a, a detailed plan for yes. the Knicks. Their moves have been great. All they need to do now is wave and stretch Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, Joachim Noah, Emmanuel Moutier, Lance Thomas, Ron Baker, Frank Tilakina, Kevin Knox, and Chris Dapps Porzingis. And then they <laughs> will have the driest powder imaginable. Jeez, did you, did you wheel a humidifier? Into the the Knicks locker room because that's the driest powder I've ever seen. Uh, I like everything that you've suggested. I also think they need to fully tank, which is why I think they need to be uh playing some shady New York City sex criminals who are also New York Knicks fans. So I'm saying uh point guard Woody Allen. Uh, see if Harvey Weinstein can play the center position and get James Dolan out there. You know, atoning for his crimes. Uh, playing the bass, holding a bass guitar on his body as he plays a shooting guard position, and I think they could do pretty well in the lottery after that. Imagine having the wingspan of two Fender Stratocasters. Yes, uh, that's incredible. Uh, So we're going to have to wrap up the podcast right now. I've uh, been making love for the entire podcast, and I am about to climax, so I want that to happen off-air. Randy, do you have anything you want to plug? As always, you can read what I'm doing on... uh multiple platforms uh, including twitch venmo facebook twitter caring bridge um and donors LinkedIn. Choose, right donors yeah. choose yeah. yeah uh and we're gonna say patreon subscribers we updated the pinterest board so i think you guys are really going to enjoy that and uh we'll see you next time on slammed up well another very revealing episode of slammed up i don't know if i want to know as much about basketball as those guys do i would like to know less about the guys actually i see i would like to know more about the guys and less about the basketball well all right well luckily they signed a seven-year unbreakable contract i with cannot our believe that one guy's parents were murdered in front of him yeah it kind of explains a lot but he was also like pretty casual about it so yeah, it's weird it's very weird it seemed like he was like cap space batman Oh, man, that might be it. Just like <laughs> if Batman got all his money from like a GoFundMe. Yeah. Um, all right, Sean, what do you want to plug? Um, you can see people seem to like this thing I did for MSN about the best Conan bits. There's another gallery I have about the most influential comedians to come out of SNL, and it's kind of cool. I think I, I think I found some interesting uh, stuff. So check those out. I, I t- oh, and follow me on Twitter, at Sean Keen. Uh, and then are you going to be doing any shows? Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, thank you for setting that up. I'll be in San Francisco this next weekend on Monday at the Alamo Drafthouse. We are watching almost famous Cameron Crowe's movie and riffing over it. And I am looking out for any white people playing Asians. I don't know that it happens in that movie, but if it does, Cameron Crowe is going to hear it from me. I think Mark Kozilek from Sun Kill Moon is playing Asian in that movie. Oh, oh well, um, it's great to see where it all began. Uh, and then as for me, as always, uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast and follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where 11 hours ago I tweeted, my feet hurt so bad. Is this 33? Literally can barely stand for past three months. Super sharp pains in about three different spots. Suggestions? He, he should not have gone on Dancing with the Stars because... 
now he's not going to be able to walk. Also, um, see a doctor, not Twitter. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, shut it down. Let's go get medical suggestions from Twitter. Yeah. And uh, uh, trust the process. Trust the process. I should have known, I should have known, I should have thrown myself across his tracks, stopped him from these vile attacks. I should have known we believed and didn't see through the lies he told us all that led him to his endless fall. I should have known, I should have known. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.